0: insurance town. I'm the Mayor Heath Sheeran and the host of this podcast. Guys, if you're an independent agent who's struggling to get contracts and appointments with carriers, or maybe you're struggling to balance multiple carrier relationships because of high production and volume requirements, Smart Choice is the absolute way to go. They're an agency network that's non-invasive to your agency. They're not going to charge you any fees to join, nor are they going to charge you a monthly fee. They're truly a network that's built to help you gain access to the markets you need while being a silent partner. They work off commission splits and only on the business you write through smart choice. If you've got direct contracts, keep those, keep those commissions. They only want to help you to become better. That's what differentiates them from other networks because they aren't going to take any ownership of your agency and you can leave just as easily as you came. They really help you navigate relationships with your carriers and they negotiate a higher commission percentage and lower production requirements to help you balance your book. They've got 9,000 agencies nationwide right now and they're continuing to grow. That's why they are the fastest growing agency network in the country Hands down. Uh, I love working with Smart Choice. They're my title sponsor. And if you want to learn more, please uh, reach out to me or go to their website, smartchoiceagents.com. You'll see these as our markets. Click on that, find your state, find your contact, tell them the mayor sent you, and uh, we'll help you get going there. Also, I got to talk to you about my guy Tolga over at Canopy Connect. Him and Rob and their team are doing amazing things with agencies. They are your one click solution. The Canopy Connect, to getting those deck pages you need to quote your prospect. No more asking all the back and forth questions. No more that awkwardness of collecting all that information. You can get it all with that one click. And it's emailed straight to you. And now they integrate with your carrier management systems or your agency management systems. So that's a seamless thing and it's in your management system. You've got the data, whether you write the prospect or not. Hands down, one of the best things out there right now. If you want to learn more, go to app.usecanopy.com backslash Heath and get your demo. Check out the pricing. Phenomenal. You know, I also got to talk to you about my guy, Andy Priestman over at CoverDesk. I just got through talking to an agency this afternoon that uses three of their VAs and just loves it. Raved about how much it's taken off of the plate of their CSRs of their staff of their agents it just makes things so much easier for their agency and you know Andy has been doing this for a long time he's got it down to science he does training for these people to to teach them the insurance business so they know where you're at and Andy's also an agency owner so he knows the, the problems and the issues and the things that we deal with on a daily basis cover desk is the place for you uh go to CoverDesk.com, if you want to explore more about virtual assistants. I really think it's a game changer for our industry. And you are going to be so glad that you reached out. And if you just want to learn more about it, uh, reach out to them. I think it's hello at CoverDesk.com. You can email them and find out more information. Uh, they are absolutely phenomenal. Uh, tell them the mayor sent you. It'll be awesome. And you can thank me later. <laughs> uh, On to today's show. I've got my man Mick Hunt coming in, uh, premier strategy box. He's doing big things for agencies because he cares and he loves the independent agency force. Uh, I love this conversation. I think you are too. Sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with my man Mick Hunt. My man, Mick. How you doing, brother? I'm good, Heath. How are you, my man? Man, I am good. I am good. I just spent some time in North Carolina. You're in North Carolina. Here we are today. Yes, sir. Um, A Tar Heel guy. So, what do you think about your coach being gone? You cool with that?
1: I'm good with it. We kept it in the family, man. A A lot of people on the outside don't understand what the tradition of Tar Heel basketball is about, but it's all about the family, so... You know, we have our process. We have what we do. And I think keeping Hubert on board was what we needed to do.
0: Yeah, I agree with you, man. I think that's a good move. Uh, I was a little worried for a second. Y'all are going to come after our man, Musselman, uh, over in Arkansas. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm glad y'all kept it in the family. We just signed our guy to a five-year deal. And I yeah, know and we're not own,
1: him, You got some more money for him. So, that, that's right.
0: talks, right? Always. I know this is not Insurance Town Sports Radio, so we'll get on to some insurance talk, but... Um, let's let's take a walk down memory lane, Mr. Hunt, and uh, let's get to know you a little bit and uh, let's figure out where you're from and br- bring you up to today.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'm a Tar Heel, so I graduated from the, the greatest university of them all, the University of North Carolina. Uh, we tell people UNC stands for the University of National Championships, by the way, so. So, okay, um, grad- okay.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> graduated from there, started out fresh out of college with a job with a nationwide agent. Um, he had a goal of being the biggest, baddest nationwide agent in the state of North Carolina. So I tell the story all the time. I never forget day one. I go into his office and he's like, you know, Mick, he was a, from a premium standpoint, about $8 million. And premium. And he's like, you know, I want to double my size over the next seven or eight years. I was like, awesome. How are we going to do that? And he looked me square in my eye and said, that's why the beep I hired you. You better go figure it out. And he was dead serious. So we put together a good together (laughs) <laughs> right, right. No pressure, right? 22 years old, no pressure. Um, we built a acquisition strategy, so a merger acquisition strategy. We built a plan to develop our internal team and, and to really develop salespeople. Um, and in four years, we were at $18 million in premium, So so accomplished the job that needed to be there in a shorter amount of time. But what I realized was I was making this guy a lot of money, right? selfishly, I wanted to make some of that money too, right? You know, like on Fridays, he got to spend time at the country club drinking bourbon. And I was like, you know, I can't swing a golf club yet, but I might like bourbon over here. So let me go see what I can do. So I started my own agency from scratch and literally in three years, man, we went from, and I I love talking revenue. We went from nothing of revenue to 3 million of revenue in three short years, Um, no acquisition. It was all organic growth. I built a sales process for my producers.
0: Now, it was this an really independent? independent or a captain? Was this a nationwide or an independent?
1: No, I was independent. Word.
0: Okay. Perfect. Okay. Yep. Keep going. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, no,
1: no, no, no. You're good. But I, I built together a good strategy for efficiencies for my producers, some back end efficiencies. And, you know, I know your wife is the head of um, PIA of Arkansas, but. But I really invested into my local association, right? Like I believe there's a lot of great things that they do to help, not even new agency owners, but just agency owners in general. So, you know, I really got involved there, went to a lot of meetings and, and figured out that where agencies go wrong is that we overcomplicate everything, man. It's like, if, if we could simplify it and as an agency owner, run it like a business instead of an insurance agency, that truly changed the trajectory of what I was doing. So after five months, we got to a point where we were writing a million dollars a month in commercial premium, dude. Like, and it wasn't anything that other people can't do or that now since I've sold my agency, what what I'm teaching other people to do. It's just it's work, but it's not complicated. A million right? it, a month, build- a sorry? million a month. Exactly. Yeah, a million a month, and,
0: and that was just strictly commercial, or is that a million a month of both personal and commercial?
1: It, I was ninety percent commercial. Like I only wrote personal lines for my business owners, and they didn't have a choice. It was <laughs> if I saved you money or solved your problem on your business side, you're just giving me the personal line. So that that's kind of how we did it.
0: Okay. Cool. Keep going. I'm sorry again. You're fascinating me here. Go ahead.
1: Nah. So I wasn't looking to sell my agency. Um, being involved in the association, I was around a lot of, of the big power guys and um, or the power brokers, I should say. So I got what the Godfather movie—an offer you couldn't refuse. Right. So someone offered me what I thought was a crazy amount of money for my agency. And I sold. I went to then go work for a large broker, inherited about 50 million of revenue. And in four years, turned that 50 into 70 million of revenue. All the same thing, just by putting in some processes, procedures and holding people accountable. Right. And, and when people think of accountability, they think of it as a negative Like you're wearing a black hat. No, by nature, we all hold ourselves accountable to something. So it's just that that was what we did. So after that, I realized I wanted to give back to the industry that had been doing so much for me. So I started Premier Strategy Box um, to help agency owners get back in control of their agencies and look at running things like a business and not just an insurance agency. So. You now we help with different facets of what an agency needs and I've got a really really amazing team and together we we make things happen. So so that's the 2 minute version of me and my background and where I'm at today.
0: And I think that's awesome. Uh, and I appreciate that. Now you said some things I want to dive in for a few minutes. Um, so again you grew from first of all you grew your nationwide agency to 18 million and then you grew your your own shop from 0 to 3 million in revenue, which is no small fee. That's a that's a big especially in Arkansas, that's a good size revenue agency. Um, In fact, that's probably larger than most average agencies in the state of Arkansas for sure, Mm -hmm. and probably North Carolina for that matter. Then you go, you know, from 50 to 70 million in a short amount of time with a large broker. Uh, Now, is there any one thing or any, you know, one or two things? I know we're going to get into the six pillars here a little bit, but one or two things off the top of your head you could say kind of helped you drive to that and, and got you to that point? besides mix a badass?
1: <laughs> I'm not a badass by myself, man. I believe in doing it as a team. The first thing is I invested in actually developing my producers the right way, right? So I wholeheartedly believe, you know, commercial's my jam. Commercial insurance is what I love. But having your producers be very niche specific, not trying to be a journalist and write any and everything. Um, a lot of my producers didn't come from the insurance industry, which made it easier for me because I wasn't breaking habits. But the first thing really was putting my producers in an actual sales process training, understanding a real sales process, not just pick up the phone and call 100 people or go see 100 people or send 100 emails. It's Let's have a defined process. So so that's number one. And then number two is look at your actual operational processes and make them efficient, right? Like a lot of times when we're working with agencies, most of them don't have a workflow process or procedure manual or process document. But those that do, it's things that they don't even really do, right? Like to turn on your computer, you press a button. But if you look at someone's manual, they got 47 steps to turn on the computer. It's like, dude, why are you complicating turning on a computer? Just freaking turn on the computer, right? Like, so so we help simplify that. So I would say the two things, invest in training and developing your people. And then number two, make sure your processes are the actual processes that make sense and are simplified because people want simplicity.
0: Yes, they do. Now, did you find yourself uh, when you were doing that? I don't know how long ago this was, so... We'll keep time frame out of it, but did you find yourself gravitating more towards uh, technology to, to implement these efficiencies and these trainings? Or do you have your own like pen and paper methods and you know old school methods or both?
1: A little bit of both. I mean, everything starts pen and paper, right? But to actually implement these processes and procedures, I'm gonna utilize technology as much as I can. And, and it doesn't matter what management system you're on, right? Right? Like apply town the oldest system that there is. 30 years ago, Applied Town was a good piece of technology. It would do something that was more efficient than a file cabinet. But for whatever reason, people still use the file cabinet, right? I'm I'm sure you see it. There's agencies that have dynamic management systems, CRMs, phone systems, that they use 10% of the technology that's there. So I'm a believer in technology. I don't let technology intimidate me, right? Like At some point in time, tennis shoes were technology. When we were walking barefoot, right you put shoes on that was considered technology tires on cars were considered technology so I, a lot of people think technology has to be computers and you press a button and 50 things happen no technology just means we simplify and do something that gets better we improve on something on a process
0: i love it and so i want i want to camp out here for just a minute again we might go off left field and talk about something we didn't even think about but okay you started off from scratch yep. and there's a lot of agencies that I work with and listen to my show that are small or scratch. Mm -hmm. So to grow at the scale you did and with the technology you might have invested in, uh, talk to me about what that looks like on a smaller budget or even answer the question from the standpoint of what percentage maybe of your budget do you spend on training and technology versus payroll, overhead expenses, office all the different expenses that go into running an agency, you said earlier, and I wrote it down, run it like a business, not an insurance agency. When you're thinking from a business mindset, you gotta have that whole ledger out there, your PL statements, and you gotta have all your commission statements, your this statement, your that. Yeah, you know, so I asked you a whole lot right there in one, but I'm fired up now, Mick.
1: <laughs> so I'm gonna go to something that so you know Billy Williams, Dr. Billy Williams is a mentor of mine,
0: right? That, so that's my guy. He, he's man. a great friend, guy.
1: he's a he's a brother of mine. I talk to Billy all the time and he says this one thing over and over again and it's something I believe in too. Your technology and your processes should either make or save you money. So it doesn't matter if you're a startup, if you're 30, 40 years into the game, if you've got $10 in the bank or a million dollars in the bank. Your processes and the technology that you bring on should make or save you money, right? So if you're a startup and you're looking at, okay, what did I do? What did make do to grow so fast? It was I utilized the resources that were there in front of me, right? So for me, commercial was the fastest way that I knew how to make money, right? Am I going to write a $70,000 account or a $700 account? If it takes about the same amount of work and energy, I'm going to put more money in the bank, right? So I focused on commercial and I tried to play where where people, most agencies were uncomfortable, right? Like your your exclusives at the time, if it's uh, anything under $5,000, $10,000 a premium, they're good with it, right? So I didn't care to write that because I had competition everywhere, right? Your larger guys that focus on large or large, small or true middle market, they're not writing anything under 200,000. So, my realm became 50 to 125,000 in premium. And that's what I figured out. I figured out what those accounts look like. And my producers, that's what we did. So, number one, we didn't try to be a generalist. We didn't try to write anything, but we focused on what we liked. And then we found those people that fit that. And that's what we went and wrote. And we prospected it just like we would a $500 contractor, except we went after the $100,000 contractor or the $100,000 restaurant.
0: So I love you talk about niches and you talk about not being a generalist. Now there's anything wrong with generalists, to each their own. But for me yep. personally, when I was in my agency, you know, I really focused on a couple of niches that I got to know. Would you would you say when you're training your agents or when you were doing that, whether you're telling agents now or when you were training your own, do you tailor the niche to the individual or the money that it brings in or a comfort level uh talk to me about that because there's agents out there right now are listening to this podcast saying i gotta get the niches but i don't know where to start where to begin what to do there and while we're on this topic let's let's dive into that a little bit
1: yeah so i wholeheartedly believe in your producer should be comfortable in the niche that they're in so if you love auto repair shops and you love building cars Go talk to those because you speak their language. There's no language barrier, right? You're not speaking English, trying to translate Mandarin when it's something you're comfortable with, right? One of my best producers owned a pizza restaurant. So she was very niche specific. She only went after franchise pizza restaurants, right? Like she could speak the language. She understood what she was doing. She understood what they were looking for. She understood pain points. And and that's what we teach our producers, right? You don't sell the premium. You sell the pain points. Like, you'll hear this in a lot of the videos that I do. If you don't uncover pain, there will be no monetary gain, right? So if you're comfortable in a niche market, you understand the pain points that they should be having because you've dealt that you've dealt with that. You've been there. So we believe in our producers should have their niche. We don't try to make a niche for them, right? It's, it's who are you comfortable talking to because you're going to do business with people that you're comfortable with, that you're comfortable with, sorry. And people are going to do business with you because they're comfortable with you.
0: Yes. And going back to, and I like that. And I like the, uh, the, the unique insurance spin on no pain, no gain. I like that. Um, so again, going into the niches and, and talking about spending a little bit of money, whether it makes you money uh, or however we Billy said it. Um, I know you're a believer. You mentioned earlier in um, the PA, you understood association, would you have that same mentality with your niches? Let's go back to auto repair. Would you find the auto repair association of North Carolina and jump in that? Or if it's hotels, find the uh, hospitality association of Raleigh. Is that something that you believed in and dive in? Cause I'm a full fledged believer in you get in what you put or get out what you put in. And so if exactly. you dive into those associations, go ahead. No, 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 no.
1: We're, we're speaking the same language there. Right. Because again, for my producers, that I work with now, the producers that I had in my agency, it was a requirement that you join two to three associations within your niche and became active. I didn't want you to just send in your $500 annual fee or whatever that is. I wanted you to be a leader in your association because at the end of the day, if you can shortcut prospecting, do that. Right? No one gets into insurance or any sales in general to make 500 calls a day. You need to do that initially to build your pipeline. But if you can go into an association and be a leader in that association, people come to you because you're the expert.
0: Yeah, I agree. When I was involved in associations, I thought immediately as a a younger agent, everybody's already in these, you know, I'm Mm going to go in there. I'm going to find 15 of my competition within the HVAC Association of Arkansas, or I'm going to find every insurance agent known to man is going to be involved in the, you know, hospitality association of Little Rock, whatever. But no, when I got there, I realized maybe their name was on the book. Right. But they were not plugged in. Or involved or willing to go roll their sleeves up and do the thing, and whether they have a service project or have an event or have this or that, they just thought, Oh, I've had my name in the member book, I can call them and say, Hey, I'm a member of your association. Let's right, talk.
1: right. Cool. Or they see you the know? name insurance, and it's like, Oh, yeah, I'll call him when I, nope. It's so it's funny you say that because that's exactly the mentality that I thought when I started my agency was, All right, I'm going to join my local chamber. I'm going to join my local insurance agency association. I'm going to join, you know, a b and group and everything's going to be great. But what you realize is what you just said. Everybody's a member, but who's active? Who's a leader? And that's what I wanted to be because I relate it to, to a gym membership, right? First 30 days, you go hard. Day 31, you see who's committed. And that's what the association life is like, right? It's like everybody, when they first get into our industry, they join the chamber, they go to one or two meetings for the first 30 days, 60 days, whatever. And then they stop going until there's a luncheon that they want to hear about a year later. You have to be committed. You have to understand results take time, just like the gym. Results take time, but you have to be committed to the process.
0: I, I agree with you. And I um, I love that we're on this subject because, <coughs> excuse me, uh, that we're on this subject because if you've listened to my show, if anybody that listens, you know that there's a repetitive theme within my, my podcast that just inevitably will come up. I'm a relationship guy. Uh, There's a reason why when I was developing my brand and my podcast, I wanted to become the self-appointed mayor of insurance town because Mm -hmm. I believe in relationships. I believe that no matter if it's 2021, 1987 or 2040 something, there's always going to be a need for relationships. I don't care how much technology is out there. I don't care what's going on. I truly firmly 100% believe that relationships will always be crucial in this industry. And so that you bring that up, and you talk about that. Uh, and so, you know, again, uh, as you brought up earlier, and I, you know, we've talked about is my wife being uh, and she and I both being very actively involved in the local and national level PIA stuff. I think that that has been a game changer for me in my world. And it sounds like for you and your either agency, uh, whether it was. Uh, your own agency or the brokerage, or even now that uh, you're doing premier strategy box, uh, talk to me about that relationship with the local insurance. Cause a lot of people think I don't want to go to industry events. Cause I'm going to be rubbing elbows with my competition. I think that's ridiculous.
1: Agree. Agree, man. Like number one, you're, you're in events or you're in meetings with your peers and, and you know this because I hear you say this all the time too, a lot of great things that happen in our industry that makes our industry better happen because of the conversations that we have. So if you're not active in your association, those conversations can never take place, right? So your association is there for you. They want your insight. They want your input. They want to partner with you, the agent, or with you, the carrier, to make our industry better, right? Like they're not just about throwing, you know, one event a month, To raise money like it's truly about how do we do education better right how do we talk about different forums and committees that we're trying to do or different initiations that we're trying to have or i'm sorry initiatives that we're trying to have and and the partnership that they have with our local governments so that they can be a voice for insurance and legislator right because we're going to get left out of the dark a hundred percent of the time if we don't have our local insurance association fighting for us with everything that's going on government wise man so i wholeheartedly believe that number one you need to be involved there's a lot of great things that happen right like everyone understands education with the associations but they don't understand the other little things that they're fighting for us behind the scenes on
0: yeah i agree and i try to talk to people so much about the advocacy part of it because my wife fills me in i see the emails that come across and you know they were trying for example to make it to where uh we were all on a, on a federal level as far as you know the insurance departments and you know taking it away from the state level and i don't think people understand how bad that would be for our industry right and know that we got people like pia or big eye or whatever associations up on capitol hill fighting for us that's a big damn deal and so Absolutely. you know not a, a lot of people just think of it as networking or as you know, classes you got to get for your CE, but there's so much more that goes into that social event or that whatever it may have been. And so I'm glad to let me you know, let me park there for a minute. Um, now, um, you know, whether it's IAOA, Big I, PIA, whatever it is, uh, off the top of your head, how many of those are you a member of right now?
1: So PIA, Four Ballpark. Stage, Big I, I would say at least 10 different states or associations. And you probably get
0: you probably get something out of every one of them because you are probably the type that will roll up your sleeves and get involved and say, hey, what's the best way to get my name out there and my face out there or to, to give back or whatever it may be.
1: And for me, it's truly about giving back, right? Like you could ask anyone at any of the levels. You don't hear anything about Mick and Premier Strategy Box because I'm good, right? Like like we're okay. Yeah, it, That's not what it's about for me. It, it's, it's about What can we do to give back? What can we do to help? What initiatives do you need help pushing? Let us help fight with you guys because – you said it rolling up your sleeves and getting dirty. Like I want to be able to help do that stuff because the industry's been so great to me. I have to give back.
0: All right, here's what we're gonna do here. We're gonna play a little game with my wife here. I'm gonna see if she listens to my show. Now listen, you got a you got a member right here. You don't have to sell, Stacy. If you don't reach out to Mick after this, that's on you. But he's telling you right now he believes in association. So
1: Stacy, my credit card is right here. The number is four seven three. Oh, my
0: fault, my fault. I,
1: I forgot we're live. My bad.
0: My bad. Stacy, call me. The number- <laughs> The number is here. The so, number is here. That's awesome. I'm going to see if she listens. If you get a phone call in the next couple of weeks after this releases, we'll know she listens. Uh, there you go. But no, I uh, I do love it. I appreciate you playing with me a little bit. But um, no, I, um, I I think the association thing is a big dang deal, and I'm glad you wanted to get into it with me. Uh, the other thing I want to talk to you before we get into some other few things, um, talk to me about um, now that we've had the last year and a half uh, of COVID, I guess oh, maybe a year and a month, whatever it is. It feels like 10 years. Too damn long. <laughs> yeah, it feels like a long time. You know, a lot of people, you know, especially on association level, at first kind of freaked out what we're going to do. But um, I've become a big believer, uh, as I do monthly now, virtual events. What are your thoughts on virtual events? Would you advise agents to do that? Give me a strategy. Open up your box here. Maybe you give me a strategy on what to do on virtual events.
1: Yes. Yeah, so two things. Number one. Yes, virtual events. You want to do that. I think you can actually get a larger reach if you are an association by doing the virtual events, right? Like we've seen people do these two and three day virtual events. You can go to the meetings that make sense for you, right? Um, It's more cost-effective for an agency owner at that point to attend virtual meetings with staff and virtual trainings and coachings and all that. So wholeheartedly believe that. And I'm going to give you a nugget. And any producer that's listening to this call, here's a nugget, because we have producers that are doing this and thriving. Create a virtual event for your top five prospects or clients. They're going to naturally invite their peers in. That's prospecting for you, right? Right. So if you're, if you are someone and you write landscapers or lawn care guys, go to your top five clients or prospects and say, Hey, let's have a lawn, a lawn care virtual event. Get some of your buddies in. Let's talk about the topics that you want to. You're just the sponsor and the host. Let them do everything that they want to do. They're going to remember you for that. We have a guy that literally last month wrote $22,000 of revenue off virtual events.
0: That's awesome. 22,000 and and just virtual events. So um, now... I like the idea of, of taking those top five prospects that uh, that you want to, to to attend the event. But I like the idea of, of them kind of taking ownership of it too, inviting their people. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Make It's almost like their event, but you're sponsoring and setting it up, which is what the reason that people don't do this themselves is they're like, oh, now I've got to go get the platform. I've got to set up the reminders. They yeah. don't know what's automated. Right. Right. But, but you do. Set it up for them. Let them invite people, give them the presenter access, do whatever it is. But you're just the sponsor and the setup guy or gal.
0: Yeah, that'd be an easy way to approach that. Say, hey, I would like to, to be a, a sponsor for an event for you. You yep. could run it. You could do it all. I just want to be the money behind it. Yep. And naturally, it's going to get you some business in the door, I'd imagine. Yep. And have to. Absolutely. I think it's a great idea. And I think that, you know, people, I I do them every week. Obviously, we're on it right now, but whether it's Zoom or whatever you decide to use, Zoom is so easy. They've got the, you just hit the button and it's done. Right And people show up. And so right. uh, I think that's fantastic. Um, any other ideas, any other thoughts you have on the virtual event and, and how they, I love that nugget of uh, top five prospects. Anything else you want to share on that? No,
1: I mean, I think even just forgetting the virtual event piece, but you're starting to see carriers now where they're carrier reps now that COVID's kind of over, they've gotten used to, oh, I can just have these virtual meetings, right? With, with my agencies instead of having to go see. And, you know, on the agency side, we never wanted the carrier reps coming in anyway, right? We'd rather them call us or just tell us what we need. So I think that's going to help as well, too, is that we're going to be able to get much more done, especially in our industry, if we're open and, and we can start promoting the virtual events, the virtual meetings and the virtual space.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you. And I, and I love that, you know, again, we're on the same page and all these things. Now, as you're, if you're going to put on, you know, so we'll, we'll keep with this theme, an event or you know have a conversation in front of let's call it 50 agents um and you were to talk about premier strategy box i don't want to make a commercial right here because i don't let people do that but i do want you to talk about because i think this is going to be strong for um our people that are taking notes out there listening right now talk to me about those six pillars talk to me about what premier strategy box is and uh, let's, let's throw some content out there
1: at them. Yep. Yep. And, you know, I don't do the commercial thing either, but since you gave me the platform, I'll, I'll, I will be obliged to do that. Right. So, you know, I, again, I created premier strategy box because I knew what agency owners needed. Um, and the crazy thing is agency owners, we know what we need, but it's the time to implement these things. It's the checks and balances behind the scenes. So I wanted to create an environment where, me and my team can implement all the things that us smart agency owners know that we need to do and get them done so you know we again we have our six pillars so sales management we're going to do everything as far as coaching your producers um, building out sales plans and we call it creating a playbook right Um, we're going to create their playbook for them we're going to have monthly accountability meetings we're going to do reporting Um, if you need help with interviewing and hiring producers we'll be a part of the interview process and help set up compensation strategies as well. Um, With that, we do lead generation where we're going to help develop your pipeline. Um, If if you don't have anyone to sell to, you're not going to be a successful salesperson. So we're going to help you build your pipeline um, that way. We do things on the operations management side. So the third pillar is operations management. So we're going to help build a procedure manual or update your procedure manual. We're going to look at your processes and develop those, streamline those. Look at your workflows. Um, we'll help you with new hire onboarding. We'll do things with job description. So anything in operations, we handle that. And then to go with auto- operations, our fourth pillar is auditing QA. So it's great that you have processes and procedures, but are you auditing those? Are you auditing your people? Do you create scorecards for your people? Do you have a monthly standard? of expectation for your people. So, so we're going to do that.
0: That that sounds like you do have Billy as your mentor with those, uh, <laughs> you know, those check-in calls and those things like that. That's, that's big. I agree.
1: dude. No, no, I'm, I'm telling you. And, and Billy and I talk about this all the time. Again, people know they need these things, but for whatever reason, we're afraid to hold John or Sally accountable to the processes that we put in place. Right. We, we'd rather talk bad about John and Sally, then hold John and Sally accountable. That's just not what we do.
0: Yeah, this right. dude was even talking about docking pay if you don't right? do certain things. I was right? like, Billy! <laughs> Billy! No, I think that's, that's smart, I should say. Dr. Billy! But anyway, no, there I think you that's, um, you know, but I think that's strong. If you're going to go, go all in with it. And if you're going to do that, but I do think the checkups and, and the, uh, the auditing is a huge part of it. So anyhow, that's number four.
1: Yep. That's four. Uh, and then the fifth pillar is automation. So our, our most dynamic pillar is probably automation, right? So everything that we do from operations, so all of your processes and procedures, we're going to automate as, as much as we can. So your renewal process, we're going to build out automation. So 90 days of renewal, this happens. 60 days of renewal, this happens. 45 days ahead of renewal, this happens, right? We're going to automate your onboarding process. So you just signed up a new client for the first time. What does that 12 month journey look like? Right? We're going to automate that. Your claims process. We're going to help automate that. Any processes that you want that we help build inside your agency, we're going to automate. Um, and then the last one, we call it our development program. So leadership development, management development, account manager development, producer development. Um, we're going to build out a 12 month journey to to help get your people better. Um, on an individual personal basis, because to me, that's my most important one, because everything that you do should be for your people, right? As yep. an agency owner, we don't want to be, we we want to work on our business as much as we can. And we do that by developing the strengths. So leadership development, producer development, account manager development, like really strong in that as well.
0: Yeah. I think that uh, too many agencies uh, that I've worked with, or I've seen over the last 20 years in this business, focus so much on their clients and focus their attention outwardly, that they forget about setting that culture inwardly and taking care of the culture within their agency and taking care of the the staff that they've got in-house yep. and building that out.
1: Agree wholeheartedly. Agree wholeheartedly.
0: So I'm glad to hear you say that. Keep going. You're about to say something. I see oh, the no, wheels turning. No, no. I was just I gonna it. say
1: like that, those are our six pillars right there. So sales management, lead generation, operations management, audit and QA, automation, and then development
0: program. All right. I want you to see. Uh, see if we can do something real quick. Let's um, one of those six. Um, can you take a few minutes here and, and uh, before they before they buy it, before I you know get them to come to you and become a client? Is there any um, is there any kind of uh, advice you could give out or any kind of I guess freebies? Any kind of um, things that you're doing you might be able to to share without giving the whole cow away? Yeah. Anything you can share with us? Pick one of them. I don't care if you want to pick automations, if you want to pick sales strategy, sales development, lead gen, whatever it might be, development program. Let's let oh. let's, uh, let's chop on something for a minute.
1: Yeah. So let's go automation because it'll tie okay. into to operations, right? So so this can be some good ones. And and people that know me know, client of mine or not, you can call me and ask questions, right? Like I'm here for the people, so it, it really doesn't matter. I don't mind helping out well, anyone why, that I can.
0: Well, that's why I feel like I knew I could ask you that question. So there you
1: go. There you go. So automation. Number one is you need to understand your process. So let's just take the renewal process, right? So you've got a commercial renewal process, a personalized renewal process. You need to make sure that you are ahead of the game. I can't tell you how many people that we work with day one when we go in and we ask, what's your renewal process? If you have one, the renewal process is, oh, I pull my my 90-day list or I pull, it's what, it's April. I'm pulling my June list now. I'm like, okay, so you treat all of June as the same? So you treat June 1st as the same as June 30th on April 19th, huh? Like that's what you do. So no, you need to have a process. You need to know 90 days ahead, this task happens. 60 days ahead, this task happens. And, and do you treat all of your renewals the same? So if I'm a $1,000 commercial premium account, do you treat me the same as a $100,000 account? Maybe you do, maybe you don't. But you need to figure out how do you simplify that process so that you're touching the ones that you need to touch and and, and not touching the ones that you don't need to touch, right? Like maybe maybe if it's under $1,000, we just want that to auto-renew. But, as, but going back into automation, you want your technology, you want your CRM or management system to handle as much of that as you can. You don't want to leave it to Sally or Johnny to go pull a file of 100 renewals and expect Johnny or Sally to do all 100 of them The same way every time your automation allows you to have the same process over and over and over and over again so that it's repeatable and you know exactly who's doing what, how they're supposed to do it and when it's supposed to be done.
0: Yeah, you've got that automated, whether it's by technology or just by. You know, Task. email email templates yeah. or tasks or whatever. You as the agency owner, if we're talking to agency owners for a minute, can can leave for go on vacation, go play golf, go do whatever, go to the Johnny's football game or Susie's dance recital, and you know that things are handled back home. If you're a producer, an account manager, a CSR, a staff member listening, it takes away a lot of that that um, let's say stress, maybe or the thought process mm-hmm. of. What am I going to do if this comes up? Well, you've got this mapped out. You know, you've got it like... You can throw files off your desk.
1: Yes. Because it's day 90 for someone. It's day 45 for someone. The
0: task tells you exactly what's happening when. You can throw everything away off your desk. You're, You're exactly right. And I think that's so smart. And not enough people do that because... Uh, they're afraid that uh, it's going to become more of a uh, a task oriented or a, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Just like a uh, a robotic type situation, but doesn't, you know, you just no. have the go ahead. You go ahead. And tell it better than I can.
1: No, 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 no. You're right there. It, it's not a robotic process at all. It keeps you in control. Yes. Nothing slips through the cracks anymore. Right. You know that if I've got it in my management system or CRM, if it's day 90 and I'm supposed to do this with all of my. Renewals. I just need to show up on Tuesday, and it's day ninety for somebody. It's day ninety for ten people. It's day forty-five for ten people. I know exactly what I need to do, and it keeps me in order. And I'm not all over the place. Um, we just had a partner, an agency partner, that we put their renewal process in automation for them, and the agency owner literally was almost in tears, just saying, "Mick, we've talked. We've been talking about." this for 5 years. We finally have a renewal process and my team is so happy that they're not running list every day, that they're not doing x y and z every day. They show up and they know exactly what their day is supposed to look like just by looking at their task. And that's the best compliment that I can get is we've made our lives easier. We're in control and we've been trying to do this for 5 years and the day is finally here. Like, Love. It.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you so whether they Hire Mick Hunt to do it at Premier Strategy Box or, you know, Billy Williams or whoever they hire to do it, or they do it themselves. How would one go about setting that up? Because I've got people listening right now that I've talked to just yesterday or last week. Mm -hmm. How do I even get started? It's so overwhelming to sit down and and whiteboard all this out and do all this. You know, what kind of advice would you give to somebody on how to get that all started?
1: Yeah. You know, and earlier we talked about with technology, it all starts with paper and pencil, right? So, write out your process. What do you want to have happen? What does your renewal process look like? What do you want it to look like? I personally recommend on commercial starting at day 90 with just an alert to make sure that this is a prospect or or an account that I don't need to do anything special with, right? Because at 90 days ahead of renewal, you don't actually have the renewal from the the carrier yet, right? So it's, what am I going to do at day 90? At day 60, what am I going to do? At day 45, what do I want to have happen? At day 30, and then from day 30, you know, maybe you go to day 14 or day one until the payment's made, but have an actual process, have some steps that you want to have happen. And then once you know the steps that you have, now you need to check with your management system and or CRM to make sure that they can do the things that you want done at day 90, at day 60, at day 45, at day 30. Odds are they can. It's there. You just need to take the time to build it out and do it. Is it complicated? Nope. Is it complex? Nope. But do you need to do it? Yes, that's the thing that gets most people is taking the time to get it done. Like you can build out your renewal process and build it in automation in less than an hour. Take the freaking time and do
0: it. Yep. so smart. And to think about it, it you know, it, it doesn't have to be something that you take a, a week long retreat with you and your management team to sit down and do it. You no. can whiteboard it out over you know a, a lunchtime, a couple of days a week, or you could just sit down and just you know hash that all out. Uh, or you could hire somebody like Mick to bounce all the ideas off of. And so um, let's go. Or back you can to-
1: call me and just say, "Hey, Mick, do you mind sharing your best practices uh, processes? We've already got it. it whiteboarded for you. It's our best practices. It doesn't mean that 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 needs to fit your agency, but it can give you a guide. Like yeah, we have me- our best practices of what we recommend for renewals, for new customer onboarding, for claims, um, for your quote process, right? Like we have all those processes." whiteboarded to our best practices and okay. all of our best practices can be put into automation. That's
0: okay. I'm glad we're here. This is a great transition. So uh, what would I, and I'm hoping I'm going to set you up. Don't get mad at me. I'm setting you up on purpose. <laughs> so when I hear the name premier strategy box, I'm thinking I'm gonna get a box and I'm open up. It's me generic box like everybody else's agency. It's gonna look like that. Prove me wrong. Tell me exactly Premier Strategy box. Let's go back to that commercial. But yep. you know we're gonna interrupt our regularly scheduled programming and we're gonna <laughs> go into this commercial um, with my man Mick Hunt. Let's go back to that a minute. Let's open up this box. It's not gonna look like every agency, right? No, we cater it
1: and build it custom to you. It is your custom strategy. And the crazy thing is, and, you know, there's a lot of great, great, I I hate the consulting term, but that's the box, so to say, that they've given us, right? But there's a lot of great people in our space. And we're all uniquely different, but we all believe in the same thing. And that's getting dirty, right? Like, I'm not just going to give you a plan and say, hey, Heath, this is your plan. I'm going to check in on you in a couple of weeks, right? No, like, when we talk about building your processes, we're going to have a conversation with you make sure that we're all in alignment together. And then we're just gonna build it out for you, right? We're gonna build it out visually so that you see the flow and then we're gonna build out the document. So you've got your process and procedure for whatever process and procedure it is. When we talk about coaching your producers, We get dirty with producers, bro. Like that's my jam. That that's what I personally do with the company. I have a bunch of smart people that work with me that handle all the other stuff. Producer coaching, you're getting me. But we get dirty. We get to know you. We do assessments. We figure out the best path for you, right? So everything that Premier Strategy Box does is customized, not only to your agency but your right. We're not trying to change your culture. We're trying to be an extension of you. That's we believe in long term partnerships. So we become an extension of you um, and we do it together with
0: you. Yeah. I, and I wonder during that, would you help them to work with, and do you maybe even suggest, uh, you know, technology they can use, whether it's, you know, Canopy Connect, you know, to help them with, you know, you know, their onboarding and, you know, getting those deck pages they need, or if they need a VA, something like CoverDesk or somebody like that, or do you suggest, you know, if they're trying to build their agency and getting more contracts, they go to something like Smart Choice. I just threw all three of my sponsors in one plug. <laughs> Boom. No, um, do you make those suggestions? Oh, that yeah, was so, awesome. Pat on my so, back. Go ahead. Yeah,
1: no, great job by you for getting them out there. Good Boom. job. Boom. Okay. But yeah. I would say if you talk to any of our vendor partners, although like we don't we don't promote one over over another. But yeah, we definitely recommend based on your situation who the top two or three are that fit your situation. And then we let you make the overall decision, but we want you to be happy. We want you to be able to do the things that you want to need to do. So yeah, we're going to help strategize that piece with you as well.
0: That's awesome. Uh, yeah. I think that's great. I want to set you up to be able to answer some of that. So um, let's get a little bit more into this since we're uh, on this infomercial. We've talked about your six pillars. We've yep. talked about some of the things you can do. We've talked about getting down and dirty with Mick, with the producers, is there anything else that we, we might have left off that we might be able to discuss as it relates to putting out content for my people listening or as it relates to premier strategy box? Cause I love what you're doing. I've been following you for a little bit now. Uh, I've been waiting on this conversation. So I'm glad we finally got it done.
1: Me as well. Me as well. So, you know, I would say the one thing that we haven't talked about are some of the things that we are developing right now. Like we just started a producer masterclass. So, whether you're a consulting client of ours or not, we have a masterclass that's going on, and, and you can email me or talk to me later. I can figure out and tell you the pricing on how to get in on that. But we're working with producers across the country, and we break them in teams of 20 to 25 because we don't want any more than that in a group. So we have, you know, probably right now, seven different masterclasses or of groups of 20 where we're breaking down the sales process that I developed, right? Um, everything from building rapport to uncovering pain to, Asking the right questions to how to do a proposal and presentation, right? How to handle objections and roadblocks. So we're doing master classes for that right now. That's freaking amazing. The competition that's in there, you know, it's It's an hour long, but it's 20 minutes of, of us coaching and teaching a subject, 20 minutes of role play, and then 20 minutes of trash talk with producers across the country, just talking trash to each other, man. And like that in and of itself breeds results from producers. Again, we have guys in there and gals in there that are averaging $5,000 a month in revenue. We've got some that are averaging $30,000, dollars $50,000 a month in revenue. And the competition is there because a lot of times, or what I realize is that producers don't believe things are possible until they hear other people talking about it, right? Like people ask me all the time, well, you know, make you your agency to 3 million in revenue. I'm like, yeah. They're like, how'd you do it so fast? I didn't write $500 revenue accounts, right? Like I focused on those 18, $25,000 revenue accounts. And they're possible. I wasn't any special, any more special, any different than any producer that's listening right now. I was just like you. My producers are just like you. We were just focused and we were trained machines on how to sell it, right? Like, I don't care if you're selling insurance. I don't care if you're selling cars. There's a sales process. There's a way to do it that makes it easier and puts you in control every time.
0: Yeah. And I'm glad you said that. I think that brings me to another question. It may be off subject a little bit, but it's my show. I can do what I want. <laughs> now, you, you've talked about you've grown really, really fast uh, in every yep. area you've been. You've done really well there. But then some of the things we've talked about throughout the show, uh, I guess I gotta want to ask you a, a personal question and then a, a coaching question to an answer both ways. Do you believe more in the slow play or the quick money, quick grab, you know, fast pace running? Uh, or would you say it's different strokes, different? How would you say on that? Because I, I hear you're down to slow pay with associations and growing that way organically. But then you've grown so fast. So answer me that question if you can.
1: So it's identifying what how you want to do it. Right. So I'm a guy that believes in big numbers. I'm a big number guy. So you can't start out fast going after big numbers. Once you have your process down, the ball's going to speed up for you either way it goes, right? So I I like developing my plan, taking my time, developing my plan, understanding who my markets are, who my prospects are, right? Identify those. And then again, I'm a big numbers guy. It's the same amount of work for $500 of revenue as it is for $10,000 of revenue. Why the heck am I going to go get 500 when I can go get 10,000? That's just my mentality, right? If it's the same amount of work, if we're playing basketball, Or we're playing baseball and center field for everybody out here is 400 feet. I'm trying to figure out how to go get that. Then let me just go figure out how to get that. And some people like hitting singles; it's great. Some people like bunny. I'm a big numbers guy, so that's that's me.
0: So you could do the slow play and still grow at a quick clip by writing larger accounts. Or exactly, if you're exactly. the type that's a personal lines driven agency and you like to write the three to four thousand dollar in premium accounts, and just do it a you just do it at a larger clip, you can go fast pace, and right. you can work with either one of those, Mr. Mick. Right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. absolutely. Uh, so there's no if someone's listening right now. Back to the infomercial. Whether you're, you know, just starting out or you've been in business and you got 100 million in premium, Mick Hunt's your guy. You can work with all facets.
1: Absolutely. So here's here's the thing that I require of anyone that we're going to work with is that you can't be afraid of having procedures, processes, and following rules, and you can't expect me and my team to go sell policies right Right. like if you have producers that are afraid of being producers I can't fix that right like if you have someone that's deathly afraid of picking up the phone I can't help that everything else we can do it doesn't matter if you're a one-man operation a 200 man or woman operation that we can do
0: you know it's funny you say that my uh my wife and I started watching this show we're trying to clean up our backyard and and fix it and you know we're at home looking in our backyard like man it's getting that time again let's clean it up and get it right so we found this show i think it's called backyard takeover on hgtv or one of those and it's this australian guy with a great accent my wife thinks he's cute and all so whatever <laughs> but um anyhow so we're watching the show and he says he's got three rules and one of those rules is if i'm gonna get dirty you're gonna get dirty you know right. i can't Do it for you. You're going to spend the night in your backyard in a tent for four nights. You're going to do all the work. I'm going to guide you. I'm going to help you, but you're going to do it. And that sounds a lot like what you're saying. I say all that because we watched like nine episodes over the weekend. So it's fresh on my brain. <laughs> it's fresh in your brain. So I hear this Australian guy saying, if I'm going to get dirty, you are. And I'm not even going to try to do an Australian accent. That's bad. But, you sure? uh, dude, it's bad. So, um, <laughs> but I'm going to say, you know, it reminds me what you just said. We can't do it for you, but, you know, we can help you. We can put the guardrails in. We could put the process in play help you do that, but you're going to do the work. I can't yeah. produce for you. I can't make the cold calls for you. Yep. But, you know, I can help you in that way. So, I love that you said that. It just made me think of that good-looking Australian guy on HGTV. But anyway, <laughs> um, so I bet you've never been compared to a good-looking Australian guy on TV. But uh, not not one time. Not one time. <laughs> neither, neither have I my brother. But uh okay, so in wrapping up, cuz I don't know how long we've been going, but uh, let's let's give a little uh, a little content a, a little uh, contact. Uh, what's the word? Contact. Contact. Yeah. Contact information for you. How they can find your website. Whatever. If there's any last minute plugs you want to throw in there for uh, Premier Strategy Box, because again, I love you. I love what you do, and I think it's fantastic. So just you know, two or three uh-huh. minutes and give out your contact.
1: And I love you too, my man. I love you too. What's up? <laughs> All right. So contact info, Mick. M I C K dot hunt, H U N T, at mystrategybox.com. Um, I'm on LinkedIn and Twitter. That's where you can find me most of the time. Mick Hunt, there's not a lot of Mick's out there. So find me. I- I'm out there. <laughs> um, my out. You know what? I don't do this a lot, but I'll even give out my personal cell right here. Right Area code 864 979 4780. Text me, hit me up. Like I said, I love giving back to the community, man. Like the insurance community has been so great to me. Um, if there's anything I can ever do again, I don't care if you're a client or not. You have questions, reach out. I'm here to help.
0: Cool. Um, you know, it's funny. Uh, I, I'm up here. I'm right here. Like while you're telling me that I'm Googling, I was listening to you, but I'm Googling. Mick is an Australian word meaning young wild bull. So it just made me laugh. We're talking about Australian. Um <laughs> uh, and so, anyhow, it made me laugh that they use the word. You so, anyhow, uh, no, I think that's, uh, that's great. I even wrote down your cell number. I don't know if I've gotten to that status yet. I think I may have texted you, but I'm not sure. I, I
1: only did it for you, my man. I, uh, I, I did it for, it for the mayor and the mayor's community.
0: Oh, man, I love it. I hope that we hit you up. Everybody, if you just wrote that down, at least shoot him a text and say, I heard you on Insurance Town. You did a great job. And, you know, talk to him a little bit. because, Like I said, he'll give you. Advice whether you're a member or not, or whether you're a, a client or not. And then, if you want to talk to him about getting involved in associations or how to grow from zero to three in uh, revenue or any of those things, talk to my man. He's not all about the money, he's about helping you out. That's why I wanted to have mm-hmm. him on the show. And um, hopefully Stacy listens because you got a great member right there. If you're listening, you want to help Stacy out, maybe guide her that way too.
1: Stacy, that card number again is four <laughs> My bad, my bad, Stacy, my fault.
0: I love it. I love it, Mick, uh, my man. I appreciate you more than you know. I've had a great time visiting with you, and uh, we gotta do it again sometime.
1: I appreciate you too, brother. Always,
0: always. Have a good one. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. For hanging out with us today in Insurance Town. Mick Hunt and I had a great conversation, a good time. He's awesome. I loved this conversation. So I want you to uh, reach out to him if you got questions. Like he said on the show, he loves talking to you, whether you're a client or not. He just wants to get to know you in any way he can help you. Uh, Reach out, find your local association, get involved, whatever it takes. We had a great conversation, and I hope that our conversation made you a better insurance professional thanks again also if you have an idea for your own show or your own podcast go to get ready setpodcast.com. reach out to my guy ryan you can find him on facebook instagram linkedin he's everywhere they do a great job ready set podcast turning your brilliant idea into a reality thanks again guys and i look forward to hanging out with you again next week